0: Caitlin says she's ready, so we can start this edition of the Race In It Out podcast. She's come Caitlin. On. I'm Todd. Well, you did. I, I just said to you before we started. Tell me when you're ready, and we'll start. You said you were ready, so I'm. I'm. I'm telling you that you we don't go
1: were... call me out like that.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not calling you out. It's it's the peek behind the scenes of things that not ah. everybody sees, and I have a story about that as a matter of fact as well. Because this past weekend. At Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, with the second to last Pinty's race taking place. Terrific weekend, by the way. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit. It was a good weekend. Mm-hmm. All Canadian series running with with sports cars and uh, Formula 1600, Nissan, etc. Uh, it, it's it's a it was the same as. In May on the long weekend, Victoria Day it was an all Canadian weekend as well, mm-hmm. and I was really happy. There was another good turnout. Weather was a little bit iffy, and everybody didn't know what was going to happen. But it, it was a nice turnout, and it's great to see such good support of Canadian racing series. So that's that's the first thing I think we should touch on.
1: Yeah, I would touch on the weekend and how it went and all that stuff. My parents went for the first time. They were. It was nice racing. to meet your mom. Yeah, and, and, yeah, they were very great. excited so, to meet you as well. They well, they were, they had saw they saw somebody walking around. They're like, "Is that Todd?" And I'm like, "No, that's Todd. Do you want to go meet him? Because I can find Todd." yeah Todd's easy to find Todd is around here somewhere and then I called your name five times and it was just like
0: (laughs) I I didn't hear you there were there were engines running and it's loud and I I didn't hear you (laughs) I I apologize when you when you came over and introduced but it was nice it was nice to meet them so that was that was good so
1: but um I will proudly say that i have changed my stepfather's mind on road courses oh. he used to think they were the bane of racing existence and now that he's been to ctmp which what a facility to go
0: oh yeah it, it, is. In,
1: it in of itself is just like peak like racing facility um he is now a rogue i won't say he's a road course fan but he will for sure be returning to ctmp
0: he's not anti road course anymore. yes
1: He's not good. It was no it, it road was nice. course, that's,
0: and that's it. There's, I I think that's something that I I try to look at whatever the series is, whether it's uh, races on ovals, races on road course, street course, whatever. It's I I want to try to find something that I can embrace and and get behind and understand. Some are all ovals, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Some are road courses, that's fine. I just I like to I like to see competitive action and racing where wherever it is. So mm-hmm. my story is. This weekend, as I said, there were multiple series and multiple Canadian series, which was great. I was working two different series. I did the NASCAR Pinty series, and I was also working on the Sports Car Championship Canada, which concluded their season this year. And congratulations to uh, Jeremy Daniel and to Zachary Vanier, who are the uh, TCR and GT4 champions. So the way the schedule was lined up is the Pinty's race concluded and then the sports car race was on the schedule as the final event of the day. And I was both back to back. So here's the behind the scenes stuff. What you do between events is, is it's a, usually a pretty quick hustle because they like to keep the track action moving. So you don't have a lot of time. We get to victory podium and I do the interview with Marc-Antoine Cameron, who was the winner of the race on the weekend. And great, you know, congratulations and Dean, my camera guy, and I were were wrapped up. I glance at the time. It's five minutes to three o'clock. The sports car race is scheduled to begin at 3.30. We're golden. We've got lots of time. Everything is great. He and I move over, hop into the golf cart that we're going to take down to the sports car garage. Now, planning in advance, I put a change of clothes into the golf cart because I have to change out of my NASCAR fire suit into another another wardrobe Todd's
1: done this before he's thinking ahead
0: I have done this before I did not have to change in pit lane which I have done on more than one occasion <laughs> but this time I didn't have to however up in the golf cart we zip down and as we are arriving in the sports car paddock one of the officials I think it was Trevor Lamas who who's hollering at me and says hey we're gonna start early we're going 15 minutes early still we got decent
1: amount minutes. of time
0: we're, we're okay yeah we got, we've got time so dean immediately jumps out and he starts shooting because you need some some pre-race video and stuff and i'm getting changed i get out of my fire suit and discover the golf shirt i am supposed to be wearing for the fel sports car championship canada is not in the bag that i had packed okay this is a problem because you know um Probably shouldn't stand on camera, you know, bare chested. So I have to, I leave the paddock. I sprint back huffing and puffing to our home base where all where our setup is, the production setup is. That
1: is that so the trailer in the Pinty's paddock?
0: The, the RV in the Pinty's yeah. paddock, yes. I start rifling through uh, things and I find my shirt has fallen out of my bag as I was packing it up. It's laying there. Oh. Pick it up, throw it on and run back. Got back though with about six minutes to spare, so everything was fine. But yes, that's the that was my oops, almost uh, almost had an issue there. Story: a little
1: bit of a jog, a little bit of a hustle, but you got it in.
0: Huffing and puffing, but Huffin yes, and puffin. tell you, going to the gym for cardio off, uh, on uh, the weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, I did my cardio for the week. Done. That's right. Thank you.
0: That's right. So, but it was it was a good weekend though. I it thought it was amazing. Uh, turnout was great racing uh, racing action was good a lot mm-hmm. of uh, excitement and drama and uh, i a actually lot of...
1: had people complaining that it was boring
0: the pinty have series? you ever
1: yeah have you ever seen a pinty series at ctmp that was boring no i feel like we've gotten ourselves into a rut where if there is isn't action in that final turn between the leaders people consider the race boring
0: and that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes back, I think, a few years to the first truck series race right. where it's if you don't punt someone out of the way, then it's not a dramatic finish. But that's I, I find that's an unrealistic expectation mm-hmm. to expect a last lap pass on on every race. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. Sometimes there's someone that has a dominant car mm-hmm. and the field other times it's much closer sometimes it's a strategy play sometimes weather has an impact sometimes all of the above
1: yeah i'm sorry if we had raced in the rain on sunday pretty sure kevin would have been the one that was just out front dominating the field
0: oh quite possibly yes mm-hmm. now i'm again there wasn't the last lap pass whether it was a nudge with the bumper or not mm-hmm. but going going back to the beginning of the race after lap 10 11 i think it was cars started coming in for pit stops for fuel yeah and let me tell you that was plenty action-packed because oh, i was running stops.
1: <laughs> the pit and stops and ctmp are always action it's so fantastic
0: like, and somebody left with a gas can attached that happens occasionally and CTMP then and
1: gp3r had,
0: and then we had a caution fall p- right after pit stop started mm-hmm. so that impact driver. So I I will disagree respectfully with the those that thought that was a boring race.
1: Yeah, it's There's also that struggle too of like people that think a race is boring if there's no flips, if there's no crashes, if there's no none of this. It's like if you're there to watch a race to see that stuff happen, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're going to be very disappointed with 90% of the races that you watch. Do but, we get? No, go ahead.
0: No, no, I was going I was just gonna. Do we get those unrealistic expectations? And I'll point the finger at one of my industries: is television by some of mm-hmm. the some of the promos for races that we run, which is yeah. thirty seconds of crash footage.
1: Well, a friend of mine had pointed out that NASCAR trucks still uses the um, the John Hunter Nemechek and was a Cole Custer were sure. crashing across the finish line in their promos, sure. and they don't even race at CTMP right it's just a good finish
0: there's there's still the the famous photo of carrie mix and andrew ranger who are on on look like two turtles mating on top of each other (laughs) that's that still gets used that still gets dragged out on a regular basis and i can appreciate that it happened it was Mm -hmm. dramatic as hell yeah, especially post race when the two were, yeah. let's say, conversing about the incident.
1: That's the PG version of uh, what they actually did. Ah, uh,
0: there, there weren't a lot of four-letter words, but you know, it was, it was intense. It was heated, yeah. and understandably so, because your your adrenaline is running full speed, your blood pressure is about three hundred over twenty, and that's just what happens at that point in a race. So I, I have no issue with that at all, but it's just. It's the, it's the unrealistic expectation. I mean, if yeah. if I went to a race, I don't care what series it is, and I watched drivers first, second, third, battling for position, nine, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, doesn't matter, battling for position. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a caution period, and the whole race, I'd be very satisfied. I want to mm-hmm. see racers racing for position. That's why I go to watch. That's yeah. what excites me about it.
1: Yeah, that's the same thing that excites me about it, too. And I think that's the same thing that excites a lot of a lot of racing fans. Mm-hmm. And I say racing because, you know, there are people that are like, I'm a NASCAR fan. And I mean, I feel like it's a stereotype, but like NASCAR fans there for the drinking and the hollering and the watching the flips and like it. it's if you're a true racing fan you're there for the battles you're there for the strategy you're there for Mm -hmm. the setups you're there for everything that goes into what's making the car dominant or not you're there for all of that so you're not as phased as much when you have prop propaganda i guess thrown at your face by television but then that's to say Mm -hmm. as well I would much rather watch a race at Daytona than Kansas.
0: And that's a that's a personal preference, but here's mm-hmm. what I was going to say is you're right. I I think all of those things are important in terms of racing and and watching and understanding. And I'm not one never have been who's there just to see someone crash. Right. But I also can't deny that driver and being as close to it as you and I have the good fortune to, to get, Mm -hmm. you understand they are on the brink of crashing every lap, every race. And it is, that is what gets me excited about it Mm -hmm. and understanding that they can do this and and drive that fast and maneuver these cars in such tight quarters, understanding that they are on the brink of disaster on every lap.
1: Well, that's why I love Daytona and Talladega so much is because it's, it's, organized chaos for
0: yeah i 80. have i've i sort of a love hate with both of those i know you do yeah I know
1: you do but it's the it's the beauty of getting to watch 40 cars go three wide mm-hmm. like this and it's just like it just sends chills down my spine as a racing fan to see that but then it's like i can go to like an f1 track and just the excitement and the atmosphere of the f1 track is right enough to send chills down my spine and like same with Pintys, it's like like there was very few moments in racing where it's like I get those butterflies
0: mm-hmm. now
1: and it's like I almost always feel those butterflies at GP3R it's like especially this year with Gannett winning it was like oh man oh. first like a, a that race is phenomenal yeah but it's like getting to see that emotion on his face of like his first NASCAR cup or cup series win 50 series <laughs> win and it's just like and he's been like here for some years, gone for a few and then after all these years to finally get a win and he's been very fast and successful at a lot of tracks. It's like that emotion and that excitement and it's just all of that. Anytime you can replicate that in any series, any type of racing, any track, you're you're golden.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um and and it's just the the genuine excitement, the genuine thrill. It's when the excitement or the the drama is manufactured that mm. I tend to struggle with it. I just I find it's you're you're trying to uh, well, well, you can you can talk about wanting races to end under a green flag. It, it doesn't happen all the time, and I was okay with it and and now I understand the desire to always end under a green flag because you you want drivers competing and you want teams competing Mm -hmm. right to the end but sometimes it doesn't work out that way I don't think that you should try endlessly to make a race finish under green if there was a limit on the number of attempts at a green flag finish I'd be okay with that
1: yeah it's like I don't want to be there till freaking three o'clock in the morning and like 20 overtime attempts
0: look at Daytona uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, yeah caused millions of dollars in damage to uh cars it was just it's just endless no it's you you don't have to end up under under, under green uh every time mm-hmm. so i find that a bit uh, uh a bit frustrating well, um I mean, if even even if you wanted you know if even if you want to wade into the discussion of uh the playoff in nascar yeah? i'd be okay if it wasn't a playoff really I can remember, I remember back when, cause you know, we're of a slightly different age group, chuckle, 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 but, uh, <laughs> but and I remember how it became, uh, for some reason, a problem that Matt Kenseth only won one race in 2003. So the next year they changed.
1: I'm to- sorry. Wasn't it two years ago that Matt Crafton didn't win a race and won the championship?
0: This is what I mean. It doesn't guarantee the the outside. Two years, and I looked it up two years later, Matt Kenseth won five races, and he finished in the top 10, I think, 20 times. Mm -hmm. Some guy named Jimmy Johnson beat him for the championship because, you know, he's pretty good. It doesn't always work out Mm -hmm. that way. And I do believe that consistency all season should play a significant role in Mm -hmm. who the champion is.
1: Right, and it's unfair that, you know, you look at somebody like, Like, if you were to say last year, Kyle Larson didn't, and, like, this is where, like, I'm okay with the playoff, because it's, like, once you reach the playoffs, Mm -hmm. it is kind of based on points. If you're not winning during the playoffs, as long as you are getting consistent finishes, you will end up in the top four, because they have formatted it in such a way that, you know, there is room for one person to enter each round based on points.
0: Okay. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with your premise. Okay. Explain to me in a simplistic fashion the NASCAR point system.
1: Ours or cup? Cup. I don't know.
0: Well, that that's what I mean. I think it is unnecessarily complicated. Ours is I think also
1: it, unnecessarily complicated.
0: <laughs> no, I I, I think Pinty's is quite uh, quite straightforward. Um, Matt and
1: I were actually having a discussion about this because you know, and we'll discuss this next episode because okay politics, um, where our point system and Pinty's maybe could be manufactured differently to allow it to not to have less pre finale clinch because less predictable less predictable exactly it's like I remember back to my first season it was Alex LeBay all he had to do was start the race right so it's like you know but again
0: that happens sometimes sometimes you have a driver who has a really good year
1: that is Um, very true but when was the last time Pinty's had a close finish like this is going down to the wire not in not in the five six years I've been in Pinty's there's been oh well like You know, like, I think the closest we've had since I started was 2019 with LaCroix and Ranger, and it would have been much closer if LaCroix hadn't battled so hard at New Hampshire.
0: One year ago, Alex Tagliani was leading the championship going into the last three races at Mm -hmm. Delaware Speedway. Alex Tagliani didn't win the championship.
1: Yeah, but that was three races. That's one track
0: yes it was but, but it, was, it was over now it's and that's the the cockeyed part about last year and yeah. the year before is like you kind of have to go back to the pre-pandemic,
1: pre-pandemic yeah. and
0: start to examine it but it hasn't been a foregone conclusion for no. every year, and and again, sometimes that happens. But I mean, mm-hmm. one point for you know gaining one point for every position you gain is about as simplistic a point system as you can get, and you mm-hmm. get a bonus for for winning, leading a lap, and leading the most laps. I, th- I think that's pretty straightforward and uncomplicated. I think. But this whole stage points and then uh, then we eliminate guys and then we give points for the, it's just like, you know,
1: if you win, you're immediately in the playoffs and then
0: except in February, which has 28, if we have too many winners, then, but that's what I mean. It's just,
1: yeah. A lot of caveats, a lot of asterisks, a lot of.
0: It's like a legal document.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So very true. Again, I think. I remember
1: reading it when they were first announcing it and I couldn't figure it out
0: my eyes glazed over. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. So it's I, like... I think you try to, you want to be as inviting and, and inclusive as possible and making your championship point system as simple as possible to understand, mm-hmm. I think goes, uh, goes a long way. Now this, this is not a NASCAR exclusive thing, uh, mm-hmm. either. It can you can find this in other series as well, but I just, I think it should be as, as straightforward and simple and as it is clearly publicized and promoted as, yes, as uh, it should be as well.
1: A hundred percent. And it's like, I've had that caveat with Pinty's before where if you're not in the industry, you don't know what the point system is, right? You don't know how many guys, like you can kind of figure it out when, based on looking at the points, but I didn't, I didn't know what the point system was until I got a rule book in my face. Mm-hmm. But do you think more series should adopt F1's point system? of if you finish beyond this position, you don't get points.
0: Uh even more restrictive in, in Formula One. They've expanded the the points to it used to be, I remember, I believe it was just the top six drivers that received championship points. And again, I yeah, I would be again, if it's, if it's easy to understand, if it's a fair championship point system, you know, whether you're, Mm -hmm. you're giving points to the first 10 drivers or 15 drivers or whatever, I don't think it really, really matters. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're finishing 15th to 20th in a 20 car field, of formula one on a consistent basis, you're not winning the championship. So whether you have zero points or five, I don't think makes a great deal of difference.
1: Right. I just wonder if it would make a bigger difference in pinties or like more local touring, like you look at like Arca mods, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you were to introduce that so that days when, you know, Lacroix has a really, really bad day or Cameron has a really, really bad day, it's a serious championship implication. You're not yes. just getting you you're not missing out on twenty like oh, you finished last. you still get twenty points. But no, you miss out on like twenty points. Here's That's the other huge. part
0: if you're say you're giving points to the top 10 in the Mm -hmm. field and you're running 11th or 12th how hard are you going to push mid-pack to try to get at least one point
1: if you're a championship contender a lot right it's like if you're if you're a championship contender or the championship leader and you're really trying to push and i wouldn't put it at like top 10 i would put it like depending on like what your average car count is, it's like for Pinties, I would put it more towards like maybe 15. It's like the top 15 get points. And then anything below that, it's like, you know, if you wreck out, if you don't, like, if you have a mechanical failure, stuff like that, it's like you're right. being dinged so much anyway, we'll just ding you a little bit more.
0: I'm I'm okay with that. I, I think it should be very hard to win. Mm-hmm. It is hard to win. I, I, I'm not trying to dismiss that. If you're going to be a champion, it's a hard thing to accomplish. Yeah. And, it, and it really is, again, no matter what the point system is, but if it's if it's even more challenging by something like that, yeah, I'm, I can and get it goes on side back, with
1: that. Yeah. And it goes back to consistency. You're being rewarded for consistency. Yes. If you don't flunk out of the race the entire season, you're getting points. Right. It's like you're being rewarded for being consistent. I'm good with that. Okay, I'll pitch it. Nice. Okay,
0: so we'll. Uh, well, I, I, I think this has got legs. I think this is something yeah. you and I can dive into. Uh, a little. We'll bit We'll just start more, our own over, series. Uh, over, yeah. Okay. We'll. Uh, yeah. I don't know that that's a good business decision, but. Uh, <laughs> but we can we can we can chew on this a little bit more, maybe over uh, an adult mm-hmm. beverage over the weekend in uh, Delaware yes. with the with uh with the last event, which um, again, no matter how close or the the champion is to clinching or, but Mm -hmm. there are battles for second, third, fourth, fifth, all the way down through as well. That's the, that's the other part is everyone gets hung up on the winner. That's the champion. Yeah. But look at what has happened. And again, it's like the, I want to see racing, whether it's fifth and sixth, whether it's Mm -hmm. uh, 10th and 12th, it's the same thing with the championship. There's, there's opportunities for people.
1: Yeah. It's like, okay. Yes. You haven't won a championship ouch but you look at kevin lacroix who has finished second in the championship four times Mm -hmm. it's like that itself is a marketing point you that's a name you want to put yourself behind and be like we are sponsoring somebody who is going to win a championship one day sure it's like you can see he's consistent you can see he wins races yes he's not a champion yet but and it was the same thing with Jason Hathaway as well, where he had finished second so many times. It's like, this is a driver you can get behind. Yes, he has not won the championship yet, but he is still consistent. He is still victorious. He is still a championship contender every single year.
0: This is the same argument that other sports have. It's like, uh, there's, there's only one championship trophy. There's only one yeah. every year, but there's a lot of other talented people That are just not only driving the race car, but working as crew chiefs or working on teams Mm -hmm. and and being part of a being part of a championship caliber team, if you will, they just they just didn't happen to win it. You know, Mm -hmm. Kevin's Kevin's won at least three races this year. Same as Mark. Yes. But it's, you know, only one of them is going to be the champion.
1: Yeah. It's like Kevin just had maybe one more bad day than Mark.
0: And that's and that's the consistency part that needs to be rewarded as well. So. See, exactly. we just sorted this all out yeah. again as uh, as usual. But I'm I'm looking forward to the to the championship weekend though mm-hmm. at Delaware Speedway. That's that's very quickly become a a real uh, a a real event happening at the mm-hmm. end of September.
1: Yes, it's one of the and I like it for Delaware because it's they've got three championship events all in one weekend, and they're making mm-hmm. it a whole show where they have a band like a big concert Thursday night. Like they have the right. Red Claws and. Um,
0: yeah, I can't remember either. Can't remember and it escapes either. me, and I feel bad because I like country music. But yeah, anyhow.
1: <laughs> well, it was one. It was the. It was the band. I'm pretty sure it was the band that sang that song that Joel had used as um, the Pinties promo one year. And it is my favorite song he's ever used. He could use it every single year, and I wouldn't care. It's the like. It's about to get good. We'll have it go down. Yeah. You don't remember. But it's that band, James and Barker band,
0: James Barker band, the Reclaws, and Gord Bamford. There, I just looked it up.
1: But they've got that Thursday night, and then yeah. they've got Superstock Championship, Quickwick Championship,
0: yeah, Friday then, night,
1: uh, APC, APC Saturday night, and then
0: it's a pretty good weekend.
1: Yeah, so it's like if you like racing, and you like championship events, and you like action. Go to Delaware the weekend of the twenty fifth.
0: You really can't a, go uh, wrong. Yeah, this will be a it'll be a very satisfying uh, weekend. So that's what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna spend the weekend there. Now um we should think about this, and I, I'm just hitting you with this cold. Uh, do you have any food stories to uh, oh, relay sure. on this podcast? Because we know we haven't really talked about food we yet. And really that's something about food. and I, I have had comments from people when um we didn't mention food on a previous podcast. He didn't talk about it in restaurants or food or anything he went to. So oh, the people I'm, want it.
1: Oh, clearly.
0: Clearly. They want good recommendations. And in fact, it was it was uh, uh, Bill who gave me a recommendation for a burger place that I've forgotten the name of it now, but I'm going to have to go try it. So, yeah. Where
1: have we been? Where have we been? Where have we been? Where have we been? Oh, we went to Three Amigos in Laval when we stayed for Icar. Yes. Great. They had a seven ounce margarita. I didn't have it, but <laughs> one of our team members did.
0: You, you don't need to have a lot of those, do you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was like $40 and it was like Yeah. Massive. It giant came with fish it was bowl like drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. And it was had came on like a long stem. So you're just like picking it up and there's this like giant like wine stem sticking out of it, just oh. drinking it like that. No straw, nothing. Oh, um, those are awesome. The tacos were really good too
0: good nice. um
1: where else do we go didn't re- i don't think we really did anything for um no. ctmp um i guess we haven't done a podcast since pre-gp3r no. and
0: that's and that's exactly it so i will i will do a a, a shout out to a restaurant i went to that's mm-hmm. called Bouvette it's mm-hmm. in uh it's in burlington last fall we went to new york and um my girl searched out a place that said, Oh, this, this looks like a really good place. So we Mm -hmm. went in New York and it was sensational. It was fantastic. Went there for lunch and then notice that the owner on the description of the restaurant was inspired by the place in New York. So has opened, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not affiliated, but was inspired. Went drinks are sensational. Every, all the food is sensational. It's fantastic. So it's called bouvet but it's very, mm. it's very I'll good.
1: have to take that recommendation the next time yeah. I go to Burlington. Um, yeah. I would like to shout out to my roommates who during COVID made me breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day. Oh, solid. would do them up all nice and pretty and like make them look nice and plated. I was like, the first couple of times, I was like, oh, this is really nice.
0: That's very nice. That's very nice. So I would nice. like to
1: shout them out. Okay. Um, Because like I said, we haven't had a podcast episode recording since gp3r and
0: you and i both had covid since then yep Mm -hmm.
1: over Osh weekend
0: so if you're wondering
1: why clinton jeffrey was doing the broadcast for Osh weekend yep um yeah
0: because neither of us could be there so well then shout out to my mom and dad who delivered food too so
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh we love the people in our lives
0: (laughs) yes we do yes we do um
1: Went to a good steakhouse. I can't remember the name of it in trois Um, It's right on the strip. Okay. Um, A lot of people went there. Um, the grill? Yeah. The grill. A, yeah. Been, yeah. It's fantastic. Amazing espresso martinis. Amazing creme brulee.
0: Mm, nice. Good
1: bread. Where else was I that? Oh, I went to the Cheesecake Factory with my mom the other week. Good. love Cheesecake Factory
0: so all right Bye. so if you've got uh recos for uh london and delaware vicinity uh, oh i already know where weeks... i'm going no no I'm, I'm i'm to to those that are uh, watching <laughs> mm-hmm. and listening and maybe want to hit us on our social channel say we are open mm-hmm. to uh any good suggestions for food drink and stuff please feel free to send them our way
1: also things that are open past nine o'clock please because the last <laughs> time todd and i were there we ended where That's did we right. end up going there was uh, one yeah. place open. There was, was the like, only
0: place to open on a Sunday night. Yeah. So like it was Lone Star or something. Yeah. Well, it wasn't yeah. the Lone Star, but yes, it was a uh, yeah. Yeah. So. The only thing
1: opened on a Sunday night past, and I think it was literally like nine o'clock at night and everything yeah. was closed. Um, I will be going to the all you can eat sushi restaurant. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, tell me did more. You not go,
1: did you not go to the all you can eat sushi no. restaurant last year?
0: <gasps> no. I'm in.
1: It was right next to our hotel, Todd. Or you staying in the hotel that was like right next to ours, but it was like right next to the Sheridan.
0: I had no idea. Okay. I mean, I'm in for sushi this year. Yeah, yeah I did, I was not aware. I love sushi. Yeah. yeah good sushi for sure. It was good okay.
1: sushi. It had like the whole like sushi. Oh. So my roommates and I have um, like three birthdays coming up between like October and middle of October to November, like over the mm-hmm. span of like two and a half weeks. And it's two of ours. that have birthdays back to back. And then like literally two weeks later, my birthday I'm gonna pitch hot pot to them.
0: There you go. I think we did it last
1: year too, around the same time. But it's just I I don't know why. Oh yeah, because I, I was mentioning the sauce bar. They have the sauce bar at the all-you-can-eat sushi place in um in London. So I was like, sauce bar. I want hot pot.
0: Okay. Like all-you-can-eat sushi. All-you-can-eat the...
1: sushi in London.
0: We're, and then we're please down.
1: send us recommendations. Yeah.
0: At uh recent out, Twitter, Insta, uh, whatever, just send us the uh the recommendation. So please um please. am I doing the uh, disclaimer uh do you again? not like
1: doing the disclaimer? No, no, I'm
0: just I'm just asking. I'm I'm you know, this is a, a mutual uh mutual production. So if you want to do you it, you just I'm happy. do
1: it so well.
0: <laughs> okay, you're deferring. All right. The thoughts, ideas, opinions. <laughs> On this podcast are those of the individuals, Caitlin and Todd, and do not represent the views, ideas of... NASCAR, NASCAR Pinty Series, NASCAR and TSN Rev TV, um, anybody else that we may be currently affiliated with or affiliated with in the future, anything that could get us in trouble with our employers or contractors that we work with. This is strictly a discussion for fun, be enthusiastic and inclusive about racing. It's not meant to get us in trouble. How's that?
1: Perfect. Yes. (laughs) Our discussion about the point system, while we think it's fantastic theoretical
0: it's i exactly. It's an idea that we can explore. It's exactly. not it, and i and i'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it's not it's not meant to bitch or be super mm-hmm. critical about everything because there's far too much of that in our world. It's true it's to initiate discussion and hopefully thought-provoking ideas maybe there's a better way Mm -hmm. and this is and talking about it and looking at is the only way to find it
1: yeah it's like the only way you're gonna see if okay maybe the point system is broken maybe the playoff system and cup is too hard to explain to people maybe because you know you try explaining that to a new fan like i had i brought my roommates to toronto and they're like like oh, like, how does the championship work? I'm like, well, in our series, it's just like points. But in Cup, we have playoffs, and they're like, like hockey. It's like
0: yeah. you need a calculus degree. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's all just
1: fun discussions. and and anything in life, the only way you're going to learn and grow is by opening up those discussions and seeing what can be different and what doesn't belong,
0: right it's it's okay to ask a question, and there's because there's people that still use the expression, uh, I have a stupid question, but and i and I always correct them. its like there are no stupid questions. there are no yeah. dumb questions. It's not true. if you don't know you're you're doing the right thing by asking
1: mm-hmm. and it's also just like benefit of the doubt to the person that they just have a different perspective on something. If someone comes right. to you and is like, Is the sky blue? you can be like, Of course the sky's fucking blue. It's like you don't know what their perspective is in life. Maybe they were told their entire life it was green and that's what green looked like. Or maybe they're colorblind. I, exa- I was no, just going to mention. You have no idea.
0: Yeah. People are going through stuff. So, man, be kind, be considerate.
1: Yeah. And that All is right. the perfect way to wrap up this episode of Racing It Out. Thank you for joining us. and We will see you post-championship Delaware.